Welcome back to Lawyer Up Into The Right Podcast. I'm here today joined by my co-host as always, Cesar Cobo. How are we doing? Doing awesome, man. Excited for another episode. Yeah, today we're going to talk about Facebook and Facebook ads for law firms. And this is a little bit top of mind because we were just talking before we jumped on air here and you were talking to one of our existing clients who has been getting dominating the search engines in terms of organic rankings. And he's looking for some more stuff that he can do to pick up some more clients. So why don't we just kind of start this conversation here? You had a question for me. Go ahead, fire away. Let's get this thing kicked off. Yeah, so the biggest thing is when it comes to search, obviously we know people are showing their hand when it comes to intent. They're going to Google, they're typing in, I need a personal injury attorney or I've been hurt in an accident. You know, what do I do? Do I have a case? All of those terms, obviously, if you capture them with either an ad or you rank organically, there's a good chance that that can turn into a lead. When it comes to Facebook or just social media marketing, it's a little bit different because you're pushing yourself in front of users. And I'm curious to know or what your thoughts are as far as the targeting so that you know who to target, how you're getting in front of people that need an attorney and that are in market at this particular moment for an attorney. Great question. And that is the million dollar question. That's actually why our agency specializes in search engine marketing for law firms. So just to recap, essentially what Caesar said is when you look at search engines versus social media, search engines, people are literally putting themselves in market for your services. I need an attorney. I just got in a car accident. They see a pay-per-click ad. They see an organic listing. They click, they convert, etc. But on social media, people aren't looking for a DUI attorney on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, right? So the level of intent behind each platform is inherently different. Again, that's why our agency primarily focuses on search engine marketing because it's the fastest, easiest, most cost-effective way for law firms to generate leads. However, once you've hit a certain point of scale there, you've kind of created as much content as you can, you've ranked for all the DUI and Miami attorney-based keywords, what's next? Well, next we kind of move up what I call like the intent ladder or the intent funnel uh, when it comes to attracting customers. That's building a little bit more of an organic reach and organic brand and being top of mind when somebody would then be looking for an attorney or maybe looking to refer an attorney, right? So there's a whole nother pocket of customers that can be tapped into. You know, if somebody posts on their you know, Instagram story like, hey, like my friend just got in a car accident. Does somebody know an attorney? Attorney top of mind comes in as referral, probably the highest quality lead that you can get, right? Because it's coming from somebody who's experienced those service support, et cetera. So when it comes to advertising on Facebook, it is an effective way to build law firms, but the type of customer that you're going to acquire there is going to be different than, you know, the type of customers and leads that you're getting off of search engine. So what we have to do when we're running Facebook ads, and this is a huge mistake that I see law firms making all the time, is they just run commercials. And when I say a commercial, it's like a one minute spot or you know, like a billboard ad just on social media that's like, hey, my name is Ryan Stewart. I'm a DUI attorney in Miami. Hire me if you get a DUI. Very, very ineffective. You're basically spearfishing in, in an ocean that's empty, right? It's very, very, very difficult. And that's why so many law firms fail on Facebook ads because they just put up ads and commercials when instead you have to create a little bit more of a content that's engaging, enticing, educational in nature to bring people into your ecosystem. And again, it's still not gonna be a one-to-one -one direct conversion. Some people might be in market for your services and they might jump at it, but that's gonna be a very, very small amount because again, people are not on social media to find attorneys. So what we have to do is we have to create what we call an offer. An offer, the way I define it, is essentially a mechanism to take people that have no idea who you are, create something of interest or value to them to bring them into your ecosystem. So you see this a lot with like ebooks or I don't know, like white papers and stuff like that. But to me, it's a little bit of a snooze fest. It's a little bit boring because again, most regular consumers, most regular folks don't really care about the law. 
they care about themselves. And that's kind of the crux of creating offers. So when we work with law firms on Facebook ads, 80% of our time is spent identifying what the right offer is. And this is getting into your question about targeting Caesar. I know I kind of got off topic here, but it all ties together because what's great about the Facebook ad platform, Facebook, Meta, Instagram, WhatsApp, they're all part of the same ecosystem, right? Is that the targeting is so good <laughs> that you don't have to put in specific things in terms of like male 25 to 38 you can do that right it will help to kind of refine the targeting but for the most part what we want to do is we want to train the ads algorithm on who we're looking for based on the content that we're putting out there right so what i mean by that is for example is if we're only if you're if we're a law firm right let's say we're again a dui law firm here in miami florida we're probably only going to service people in the miami area right so we'll set a geographic targeting border barrier within Facebook saying we only want to target people in Miami. Then we could go into like male, female, but then you get into stuff like psychographic demographic targeting. And it's like, how do we pinpoint who's in market for DUI services based on what they like, based on who, what they listen to, based on TV shows, you kind of can't, right? So there's two ways that we do targeting. One, again, is creating something that inherently speaks to people and puts them in market by qualifying them, right? So again, it could be like an ebook. It could be like, I don't know, like a blog post, just something that's like, hey, if you've gotten into a DUI, if you've gotten a DUI in the last year, you need to do this, right? Something like that, that again, that's not the best example of an offer, but putting something out there that then people can identify with and self-select to put themselves in market, right? So the content in the offer that we put out needs to be extremely specific because Facebook will then continuously show it to people. And this is where the algorithm is. I mean, if you're a lawyer watching this, I don't know how they do this legally, <laughs> but the amount of data points that Facebook has on us in terms of targeting and understanding how to deliver content is like insane. So if people start reacting to that piece of content that you put out, then what it's going to do is it's going to train the algorithm to find more people like that because Facebook's goal is to help you reach your goal. Because if you make money on Facebook, you're going to spend more money on Facebook and that's how they make all their money. So Facebook is working with you to help you find the audience, right? So it's really difficult to put in the targeting in terms of demographic and segregation graphic targeting, but number one is the content that we put out and the offer that we put out to bring people in to train the algorithm. That's number one. Uh, number two is going to be leveraging your website's existing data, right? So the this concept of cookies on the internet is dying. I don't want to get too much into it. Essentially, a cookie is if somebody comes to your website, you can literally tag that visit with essentially like an invisible pixel that you can then follow them around. It's the same reason why if you go to like gap.com, you're looking at jeans and then you go on Facebook, you'll get an ad for those jeans. It's called remarketing, retargeting. It, it runs on these concept of cookies and pixels. So if somebody has been to your website before in the past, that is another really good indication of Facebook that they are either in market or interested or in the sphere of targeting that we'd want them to be in, right? And this is why having a cohesive digital marketing strategy is so important because if we can get people to the website through SEO, through SEM, through keywords that we know are put, people putting themselves in market, well, really only what one to 2% of those people convert. That's kind of like a standard website conversion rate. So the other 99, 98% of people are kind of lost. We have no idea they are. That's the beauty of remarketing on social media and using social media ads because we can recapture those people. So that being said, we have the offer that goes out that's targeting people, cold traffic on Facebook, bringing them in, training the pixel. Then we also have people that are coming to the website and the more traffic that we're getting to the website from relevant quality keywords or from other channels as well, whether you're doing like TV advertising, whatever, the more people coming to the website are then gonna feed that back into Facebook. So we're creating this kind of energy, if you will, within Facebook 
Facebook, that helps us to identify who those people are. So if somebody's coming to you and being like, yeah, I can target your customer on Facebook, they're full of it because you just can't because you don't know who's in market for an attorney services. But the combination of content offers and then your existing website traffic and data from there pulling it together, that's when we can really start to have a good amount of success with Facebook. So that was a very long winded way, Caesar, of answering <laughs> how we target, right? There's not one thing that we put into the Facebook platform. It's more of a, it's more of a, a program that we have to build through Facebook to get the targeting right. Yeah. Would you agree, uh, just to put it succinctly here, if, if you're going to go after cold traffic, so people that have not shown any intent, have not been to your website. I, I look at social media as, you know, when I go to social media, I go for the entertainment value. I want to get away from things for, for a while. So sure. if you're going to target cold traffic, I feel like you need to be, your ads need to be in some way providing some sort of entertainment, in, infotainment as if you will. Sure. So, and the reason I was thinking that too, is the attorney I was talking to, he's already doing video. He's already, he's very charismatic on, on camera. <clears throat> you know, he can touch on topics that are stories that are popular with celebrities, things of that nature, right? Like you give your take as a legal professional where people can find, even if I'm not in the market for an attorney, um, I'd be curious to hear what an attorney has to say about, you know, an athlete or a celebrity, you know, getting in an accident or something. Yep. So I think doing that sort of thing for cold traffic. So it's just getting uh, people to basically watch your stuff and training the algorithm to see more of your stuff is one thing. I feel like if it's hot traffic or you're retargeting people that have been to your site, I think there it's more appropriate to approach it with more of the ad direct uh, advertising style. Because again, th this is now people that have shown some sort of uh, intent of being in market. Would you would you agree with that overall assessment? I would agree with it with with some small caveats. So let me start with the hot traffic, right? Let's say that you're looking for, I don't know, a new cell phone, right? You go to 10 different websites, you don't buy anything. Just going to the website doesn't mean that you want to buy it, right? That, and that's kind of like a common misconception. So the way I look at it is that if somebody goes to the website and converts right away, great. That's like phase one of that's direct, direct response advertising, marketing, we got the conversion, but like a large, large majority of people don't. And that could be a number of reasons. One, they're just browsing. Two, your messaging didn't resonate. Three, your offer wasn't right. Four, there's a whole bunch of different things. So just running a commercial to hot traffic, like with reinforcing the same messaging that you had, isn't what I'd recommend. What I'd recommend doing is understanding, okay, we got them to the website, right? So they're in market, but we don't know exactly what they were looking for. So I like to run what I call like kind of mid funnel traffic. And that could be again, like a video that you're referring to, which I'll talk more about in a second. It could be an offer to opt in so we can grab their email and then market to them over time and build an email list of potential customers in a database. So yes, I agree with that. And you know, a large majority of your conversions on Facebook are going to come from what we call hot and warm traffic. And we say hot and warm traffic, it just means that people have had a certain touch point with you, either being your website, your social yeah. followers, et cetera. Right. And can I and can I just mention that yeah, you can you can segment that targeting. Yeah based on the page that they went to. So if they went to one of your service pages, that's more of a hot in-market uh, traffic, right? That you can retarget on Facebook versus if they landed on a blog post or if they landed on a very generic, very top of funnel type of topic, I would say, 
you know, medium maybe that and yeah. you can segment that that traffic that way in your advertising. Yeah, 100%. That's a good point, Caesar, too. And that's kind of what I was referring to in terms of like, for example, the client that we're referring to does tax law in, in California, right? His offer on his website is for a free tax evaluation. That's kind of a general offer that's in all of tax law. But he's got some content on his website that's generating tens of thousands of visits per month, right? That are about specific tax codes, specific. I'm not, a, I'm not a tax expert here. It actually kind of hurts my brain to think about it. I'm going through my taxes now. But what we can do is knowing that, to your point, is we can segment based on page. So if they went to a page that's about a very specific part of tax law, then we can create an ad remarketing about that very specific part of tax law and then hyper-specific make that offer to that part of tax law. So that's a very, very good point that we can do. The only caveat there is that you've got to be doing a lot of traffic, specifically organic traffic, so we can feed that audience that's big enough for us to advertise against. Now, going back to your point about cold traffic, this same client creates a ton of video, which is great. I encourage you know every law firm out there to do it because there's barriers to entry. And whenever there's barriers to entry, there's more of a blue ocean opportunity for you to have some success. However, the content that you put out there is incredibly important because, and again, I don't mean any disrespect to you lawyers out there, but it tends to be very boring and very dry, <laughs> right? And this is a distinction that you said, right? In terms of like infotainment, infotainment, entertainment, information. Keep in mind who your customer is. If you're working with off of referrals from other law firms, talk about the law, that's fine. But if you want to attract people that are like Caesar and myself who have no context of the law per se and want to work with an attorney, don't make your content about like the actual law because we're going to have no interest in it. Keep in mind who you're actually selling to and what people actually want to see in our inner uh, it will be informed and or entertained by, right? Something that comes to mind a lot is the emergence of TikTok. And I see some young attorneys on there crushing it and building a huge following. Now you might say, hey, following doesn't mean cases, but you know, one leads to the other in a sense, especially when we're talking about social media. And a large part of this too is understanding to Caesar that again, if you want more leads right away, Let's talk about search engine marketing. If you're at the point as a law firm, you're like, yeah, you know, we've got enough leads, but we want to take that next step, right? We don't know how to get to the next level. That comes from reputation. That comes from brand. That's why our social media is so important because you can't approach this as the same way you'd approach search engine marketing. Search engine marketing, if they're $10,000 a month, you're going to expect X amount of leads turning into X amount of cases, and you can kind of build that direct response marketing ROI off of that. With social media, it's a little bit different. You take $10,000. You almost got to set it on fire, understanding that you're probably not going to see a direct, like a direct attributable ROI from it because of the fact that like you have to build the brand, you have to build the reputation, you have to build that audience, you have to build that followers, that engagement. That takes time. That's an investment in brand as opposed to leads. They're both a part of marketing. And this is an important distinction, but like you have to make sure that your law, your law firm is at the point where you can take that money and you're like investing that into the brand, you're investing that into the reputation because that's where this stuff comes from. So that's a quick caveat on there too, Caesar. Like when it comes to looking at Facebook ads, I wouldn't look at it as a direct response marketing lead generation platform. Are you going to gener generate leads from it? A thousand percent. But is it going to be the same type of consistency and cost that you're getting off of search engine marketing? It's not. This is an investment into a larger branding initiative, if you will, almost, right? So going back to the content real quick, the content that you run, look at TikTok, look what these young attorneys are doing on TikTok, what they're doing to be both informative and entertaining without coming off as, you know, I, I don't pick on what you said, but like celebrity gossip, right? Caesar, like it's, it's maybe it's an avenue that a law firm, a professional law firm doesn't want to go down. Instead, what I see a lot of law lawyers doing, and I've got examples of this on our LinkedIn page, is they're taking like viral videos that they see on TikTok, on Instagram, and they're adding legal commentary on top of it, right? So for example, let's say you're a divorce lawyer and there's a viral video 
of like two people fighting over custody of a dog or something, right? You add legal commentary on top of that, on top of an already viral piece of content. Now you're giving opinion, you're giving thought leadership on from a legal point of view on top of something that's already entertainment. So you're adding information on top of it. That's a really good example of how to kind of attack organic social media. And then, you know, parlaying that into short form video, long form video, kind of like what we're doing here right now, Caesar too, right? Like this is, we're trying to make it as entertaining as possible, but it's really about giving you the right information because if you contain this information, you absorb this, there's a good chance that we'll have a conversation about us potentially working together. It's the same thing with you, right? So content is is really, really, really difficult. It's the multi-million dollar question that a lot of law firms fumble because it's really hard to do. It takes resources, it takes strategy, and it takes a lot of execution uh, investment, right? But again, this is an investment not necessarily into direct leads. This is an investment into brand. This is an investment into, I talked to dozens of law firms a month, and all of them are at the point where they're like, we're having trouble getting to the next step. And that next step is not just leads, it's reputation, it's brand. That is where your law firm is really going to grow and succeed and get through all this noise that's coming with AI and automation and all these different things, you will go as far as your reputation will take you, right? So leads are a big part of that because leads bring in cases which help you build a reputation, but then also information, entertainment, brand recognition, reach, awareness of your law firm, right, is going to be the next big part of it. And that's to kind of tie a bow in the space, but God sees conversation sees it. That's really where I see this fitting in is that, again, I talk to eight law firms a week about our services and marketing and what's best for them. And 90% of them I direct to, so, to search engine marketing because they're not at the point yet where they can invest five, 10, 15, $20,000 a month into content creation and social media and distribution while also being able to dedicate the time and resources to doing that, right? And that, the, but the law firms that do, I'm telling you, are the ones that you see crushing it. You're like, what are they doing? That's what they're doing and that's how they're doing it, so. Yeah, and branding, just uh, to uh, finish that point there, branding is, a big, it indirectly impacts your SEO. So when you do get to that point where you can invest in growing your brand and growing your awareness, people are gonna know about you more and people are gonna seek you out by name. They're gonna go to Google and type in the name of your firm. And the more that happens, it creates that flywheel where it increases the authority and the trust value or factor of your website in Google's eyes, and you get rewarded with better rankings. Yeah, 100%. I mean, everything in digital, like we kind of said, it's it's an ecosystem. And if you are struggling to get leads, to get traction, to get customers, whatever, it can feel like you're pushing a rock uphill because, you know, maybe you hire an SEO agency and they drop the bag. Uh, or paid search and it didn't turn out. You can't put all your eggs in one basket because you've got to be doing all the, you got to be doing multiple things at once to really, really, really get the get the traction to then start pushing that boulder. And then it gets easier and easier and easier as you do that. So I think that's it for this week, Caesar. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about the specifics of search engine marketing in terms of paid and organic and that blended search relationship that we like to call when it comes to generating qualified leads and qualified cases for your law firm. So. Any parting words this week, Caesar? If not, no, I think this was a good conversation. I think it's important for uh, that distinction to be made when it comes to Facebook advertising. But uh, looking forward to our conversation next week. Awesome. All right, all. Take care.